Okay, I think these niggas are trying me, the irony. I used to irony, that had a heavy crease. You know my destiny is somewhere over the catastrophe. You know your majesty, you don't so strong, that's muscle astrophy. That's such a tragedy. I see murder like it's masterpiece. Drug dealer in academy. Summa cum laude, I made age, rarely made a beat. Watched an 80p, cost 80 a piece. I need 80p, versus ADD. It was me versus the APD. Cause they know I'm falling hard like the ACC. I write this beat like What's up, fellow sports podcasting? consumers. My name is Josh Wagner and Ryan Rutherford with me today. We're here for the latest volume of the Gritty Sports Podcast, brought to you by this week by Ant Trap Killers. Uh, I think it's called Hot Shot or Hot Raid or whatever it's called. I don't know. The the ants are gone. It's been a while since I had an ant update from my bathroom. Oh, yeah. Uh, Turns out there was more than two. There turned out to be dozens at one point. (laughs) I'm um, not quite sure where they were there for. They were really into the toothpaste, I guess. Couldn't get enough of it. Bunch of fiends. Anyways, put down some of those hot shot, you know, ant traps. And, you know, I thought they went in there and they got trapped through reading some more. It's more diabolical than that, Ryan. They actually go in, they eat poisonous, like, sweet things, and then they go back to the colony and disperse the poison. I like it. Got the, got the colony pretty much from the outside in and just murdered all of them. Chemical warfare. Chemical warfare, you know, and ants aren't part of the Geneva Convention, so it's okay. All is fair in love and war. Unfortunately, there's no more ants running around, so I don't have that story. (laughs) But before we get to today, we're talking March Madness recap, RIP Sister Jean, and we're talking Major League overreactions. Uh, We're also going to talk a little bit about Brandon Cooks going to the LA Rams, which is pretty new news as of tonight. I think the story broke a couple hours ago. Um, But before we get to that... Uh, I always try to start us off with a little ditty. So with me working in D.C. now, I've seen a lot of interesting new things. And one of the most interesting things, when I had to go in early the other day, I went into a Dunkin' Donuts uh, pretty much you know, to the northeast of D.C. And there were these two Indian people working there, a man and a woman. And uh, they, they got into this argument when I was just sitting there waiting for a bagel. And, you know, you think, you know, at first I actually thought that I may have been discriminatory because I was expecting that they could speak Indian Uh or, you know, fluent Indian language, which was probably wrong to assume that. But they started this argument in store in English, and it got very heated. You know, they were yelling at each other, cursing, and they were just yelling in English. And then they kind of looked around, and I think they realized that they were speaking English and not their native (laughs) tongue. So they went back to their native tongue, and everybody in the store was kind of just, like, looking around like, you know, like, we all know what you're yelling about now because you just spent, like, the last ten minutes yelling in English. So you can't just flip-flop over to your Indian language and, you know, pretty much try and pass it off like you're not still screaming and yelling expletives <laughs> at each other. So I thought that was really interesting, a uh, very interesting part of my day. And uh, the family of four that was behind me waiting on their breakfast, I don't think they were happy about it. I don't think so either. <laughs> so, that, that was my antidote from this week. Josh's uh, jottings, if you will, uh, but we'll get right into it now. Uh, John Harrell off today, having some issues with the fam. We'll leave it at that. Uh, Tyler Smith, I don't know what he's doing, uh, but he is not here as well. So it's just me and Ryan riding solo here today, giving you your March Madness takes, which is good because John would just get really mad about all the things I'm about to say. So we'll get right into it. Villanova was the best team this season in college basketball, Ryan. Yes, I think so. I mean, I don't see why why they wouldn't be. They walked 
the championship. They what was the closest at all? What was the closest game? Like points. WVU. Yeah, it was. Oh, yeah, yeah. Connor Schlegel conveniently points that out. Of course. Yeah. No, he are, he has already pointed out to me via text. So <laughs> he's just like we were the. Yeah, closest. that was the only reason I remembered it. Yeah. No, he tweeted something. He was tweeting a lot about Villanova last night. And I was just like, isn't he West Virginia he, fan? No, I and also. Uh, uh, he asked me to watch the game with him, and because um, he said Villanova is his second favorite team, because he does like all the Philly teams, yeah. so he lumps them into the Philly trash heap, <laughs> <laughs> into the garbage compactor. Yeah. But yeah, I think the Villanova was easily the best team. Uh, it reflects on my bracket. We'll talk about our brackets and how they shaked out a little bit later. And I think Michigan might have been the second best team. At the end of the season. I, I still feel like that Duke was one of the best teams. Yeah. I, that missed layup by Grayson Allen at the end, I think, was just God spinning in the face of Duke um, against Kansas. But, I, I mean, I thought Michigan was a really good team. They were hot. Deserving again. of a one seed, potentially, uh, they could have had yeah. the argument after winning the Big Ten tournament. Like, I think maybe they, the committee in the future should weigh conference tournament victories more because I feel like... Every year, teams who are hot at the end of the year end up making more noise in the tournament, and maybe the seeding should start to reflect that instead of, like, well, the overall and body. And they, they've been hot the last two years. I forget, yeah. the, I forget the exact stat, but it was just, like, in the last four years, they've been in the Sweet 16 three times, and last year they also won the Big Ten tournament after they pretty much had to win the entire time because they were mm-hmm. on the bubble. But uh, it's one of those things where the committee looks at it. I'm under the understanding that you can't have more than double-digit losses and be a one seed. That's why I still think UNC mm. shouldn't have been a one seed regardless of their you know, resume that they brought into the tournament. They still had 10-11 losses, so you can't be there. But I think that Michigan was a good team. But I will say, moving into the next point, that their path, and i got to pull it up you know, because I'm not going to remember. They came out of UNC's region. But they're not, you know, they didn't have as easy of a or as hard of a road as some of the other teams did like Duke when they had to play Kansas they potentially had to have played Michigan State um probably the only other team that had an easier road would have been Kentucky so I guess Loyola but you know they're a Cinderella so we're not going to knock them or anything um but pulling up the bracket now just looking at it real quick here um so they came out of the region where Xavier was the one seed, and I thought Xavier was by far the weakest one seed that we've seen in a long time here. Uh, that reflected when they lost to Florida State. But Michigan, uh, they beat Montana, and then, if you remember correctly, they had that game against Houston where they won on a last-second shot, uh, so they had the lucky bounces on their side there. Uh, then they go and they play Texas A&M, and they ran them out of the building. A close game against Florida State. So And hold on, Florida State for a second. They were a close game with Michigan away from being in the national championship as well. A nine seed, like, they would have played Loyola, and then they would have been in the national championship against Villanova, and Villanova probably would have just mud hole stomped them. Yeah. But I mean, and what if they had a, what if they had a really off day and Florida State won as a nine seed? That would have been pretty crazy. And they were a few games away from doing that. They, they were another team that was kind of in the middle of their conference tournament, mm-hmm. but like. That's what I'm looking through. You know, all these teams, who is the closest threat potentially to Villanova? And it kind of takes you a while to find a team. And I, I keep going back to either Duke or, you know, they beat 
you know, the hell out of Kansas. So you look across yeah, all they these just, brackets. Ooh. I think that if Kentucky wouldn't have lost to Kansas State, I think Kentucky could have been an interesting matchup against Villanova with their pro-ready offense. Mm-hmm. But I, I still feel like Duke was just Marvin Bagley and all those guys. They probably gave the biggest threat. Um, and all these other teams, I think it's just it's Villanova and it's a different, you know, it's a different category entirely. I would have liked to see Purdue... Uh... Had they beaten Texas Tech, I would like to see Purdue Villanova. I think that could have been a good game. Matchup of big bodies. Yeah, real big bodies. Turns out the big Purdue body, engineers, bends. not as smart as everyone thought, couldn't make a brace to uh, get their star man in the game. Overrated. Overrated. <laughs> Very overrated uh, engineering school. Stock falling hard on Purdue. If you're trying to go there for engineering, you should pull your application. Out. Pull it out immediately. You don't want to be part of that scandal. Stop writing your essay. All right, next to the topic here for March Madness recap, it was a big-time weekend for the Catholic Church. They're they're on the come-up ever since they had all those things come up about them. I think everyone knows, so we don't have to talk about it, but there's a really good movie <laughs> called Spotlight about it if you want to check it out. Very good movie. Got my girl Rachel McAdams in it. Uh, but it was a big weekend for the Catholic Church with Sister Jean, and I can't remember the the um, the father's name for Villanova. But apparently his win percentage is much much better than Sister Jean's. Wow. So I don't know why we're talking about Jean so much. Should they, like, hook up? (laughs) (laughs) Also, somebody is going to make that porn, right? They have to. A Sister Sister Jean father Villanova guy. I got to look him up. That has to be made eventually. I mean, have you ever... There's a market for everything. Have you ever just gotten to the dark places of the internet... I don't want to admit it, but I have. <laughs> Just like places where you know, like you're one click away from yep. losing your computer forever, like, oh. basically to a crazy virus. Yeah, it's like the Russians are right on the other side of this it, cliff. Yeah, exactly. it's <laughs> like you've you've pretty much gone over the Rubicon of mm-hmm. normal internet. Where you're just like, you're one click away from either buying way too much fertilizer or you're one click away from, you know, being on a spy cam with a KGB. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, it's that kind of deep where you're going to find Sister Jean porn. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody wants to do that. I don't even know if it'd be worth it. Uh, My favorite uh, thing was somebody tweeted, or uh, I think it was Skip, no, it was, what's the nerdy guy, Rovell tweeted, like, a picture of Sister Jean whenever Loyola won the championship last time, and, like, she was still old. She was, like, 50 yeah, was, or like, something. Yeah. Yeah. That, <laughs> that was, like, the most interesting sabermetric I've ever seen. It's just, like, here is she, here's Sister Jean when they won the national championship, here's Sister Jean now. She doesn't look that different. Yeah. <laughs> she doesn't look that different at all. It makes me think that she's immortal. I think that Sister Jean may or may not... And she we'll, drinks the holy water. We'll talk about this a little later, but I think Sister Jean may or may not have made a deal with the devil for this Final Four run. So, I have a, a Sister Jean take that I don't think I've seen anywhere else. I think she should have faked her own death to inspire Loyola. <laughs> I think right before their Final Four game, just the news comes through that, like, Sister Jean has passed away and or not even passed away just say she's like fell into a coma or something and I think that would have been enough to inspire Loyola maybe do the coma for the final four win and then once they win that game and they're like really pumped 
then like have her die right before the national championship for that last like little bit. Like kill her or just like fake the death? No, fake her death and then afterwards be like, haha, it was a joke. And then everybody's like, oh, I can't be mad at you, Sister Jean. Like your like little old lady. Sister Jean would be like, and you know, it's, it was also a big weekend for the Catholic because Christ rose, you know, True. in accordance of the scriptures. Sister Jean so Sister Jean could have fallen and got out of the tomb as well and moved yeah. the rock with her school spirit, yeah. her rambler spirit, mm-hmm. could have lifted her out of the rock tomb. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of different takes. There's a lot of different spiritual ends that we could get into about why things happened the way they did. Um, we'll exhaust all of them when we get to the Sister Jean part, but I think that there was a little bit of dealings with, with Lucifer in this, in this uh, scenario. Also, the guy's name is Father Rob. Oh, Father Rob. Father Rob is now a two-time national champion. Wow. So. Do you think he gets a ring? I, I would hope so. He's the team chaplain. so I bet he gets a ring. He probably does. And he didn't make a fuss. So <laughs> uh, Now we got DiVenzo. Uh, sorry. Diven, DiVenzeno. I don't know why. I read it fine before the show. Problematic. <laughs> Very. <laughs> is he a NBA prospect now after last night? He was the sixth man of the year in the Big East. He had 31 points last night. Basically won the game solely for Villanova because they won by about 20-something. Yeah. Uh, I think he will definitely get looks. I mean, the G League is growing, and uh, I think I could see him ending up there. Uh, or maybe a second-round pick. and But, like, a, a sixth man on a college team, like, are all five of the other Villanova players that were starters all going to the NBA, like... No, probably no. not. I, I so why would they... the sixth man? I think that like I mean yes he had a huge game, but it's like come on like uh, so, um Michael Wilbon I think tweeted he should be like a first round pick or something. Yeah, I think There's they had like, him projected crap. going at the end of the first round. And it's just like well it must be a really bad year for prospects or something because you're talking about a guy who at the most is probably playing twenty minutes a game. Yeah, I don't. I don't game. get it. So, I, I mean, obviously a great game and a great coming out party. Yeah. So maybe if he gets more minutes, he'll be better. But it's kind of just tough when you only have two rounds in the NBA and you have so much talent. Like, starters. how can you start for an NBA team if you can't even start for your college Yeah, team? like, I feel like the only, like, exception for this rule would be, like, if you were a six-man in Duke or, like, a six-man Kentucky. Kentucky. When, like, yeah, Kentucky yeah. when you had, like, eight players go to the draft because, yeah. like, they were, like... 15 of the top All-Americans yep. in the previous So, year. I mean, there are certain exceptions, but uh, I, I just don't know about him. Uh, moving on, why was San Antonio the pick for the Final Four? It seems, you know, in the past few years, they've had it in Dallas, they've had it in, you know, New York, they've had it in just, you know, big spectacle cities. And to take it down to San Antonio, which is not even the third biggest city in Texas, it's behind Dallas, behind Houston, it's behind Austin. What do, you, what do you think was behind the marketing campaign of bringing it to San Antonio? I don't know. Uh, I think the Riverwalk looks kind of cool. Uh, so maybe the people who are planning it just like have always wanted to see that. And they're like, hey, let's let's go take the Final Four there. And it's like, hey, shouldn't you just go see the Riverwalk on your own time? Like, just take your family on a vacation there? And he's like, no. We need to do like, the Final Four. I feel like part of it was just, like, the president of the NCAA, like, in charge of men's basketball is just, like, a super big closet Davy Crockett fan. Oh, and, like, yeah. he just had to see where it all ended for his, like, boyhood idol, like, 
Yeah, you, know, you could see probably that. go back in time and find pictures of like the director in like coonskin hats <laughs> <laughs> and like fake muskets. Remember the Alamo. Remember the Alamo. But like, that's like the only explanation I can think of because there are so many History other cities. Buff. Yeah, I mean, there are so many other cities yeah. that could host this event and probably do a really good job. I think, like, and the big winner... the Alamo Dome yeah, to play in? That's a dump. It's not big it's enough. It's a dump. I gotta see how big not it is. not big enough. It, it's pretty big. Because wasn't it a football stadium? I have no idea. I'm pretty sure. Alamo Dome. But, yeah, 72,000. Definitely okay, so big, big enough. enough. But it's a, Who plays it's a dump. No one. Huh. I don't think. That's interesting. So yeah, the the Alamo Dome, I guess, big enough. Um, I mean, it looked fine, but probably like San Antonio. I think you know the biggest winner though, besides Villanova, was probably those Capital One commercials with Charles Barkley being in San Antonio. Mm-hmm. For some reason, that novelty was very interesting to me when he was waving that you know corn dog at that armadillo. I thought that was pretty humorous. But other than that, San Antonio just a really weird place to select. UTSA Roadrunners football team stadium. The Roadrunners. Wow. I used to be them in NCAA when I would start my run as a coach. Nice. So you're a big Alamo Dome I'm fan. A, I'm a big Roadrunner guy. UTSA, <laughs> baby. University of Texas, San Antonio. Um, but moving on from San Antonio, still just kind of dump. go over that. Um, is Villanova now the top program in all of men's college basketball? After two championships in three years, is it time to say it's not Duke, it's not Kentucky, it's not Kansas, it's not North Carolina, it's none of the above, it's now Villanova? No. I think, if anything, Jay Wright deserves just like more and more and more and more and more credit. And uh, Brunson is a baller. That, that guy is like legit really, really, really good. And obviously he's smart graduating in three years and going to the league. He is gonna be a like very good NBA player, I think. Um and also um their center Spellman. I thought he was very impressive. But they they are recruiting well and I think everything is just on Jay Wright and how long he chooses to stay at Villanova. Like, if he wants to stay and make Villanova into a powerhouse program, I think that that could very well happen. Yeah, and he's one of those coaches that's kind of like Roy Williams or Bill Self who kind of preaches the four-year plan. Yeah. He's not a one-and-done Yeah, and they done don't get one-and-dones. No. Nah. So they have, you know, maybe it could be a couple of years they, you know, go on the downslope for a while until they get those players and they come back and slowly recycle, but... You know, there's a bunch of takes where I was seeing that Jay Wright should go and coach the 76ers, which I thought was a pretty interesting headline. Trust the process. Just keep trusting the process and get all those younger players in the program. But uh, I would have to say that right now Villanova is the top program in the nation. I mean, success is what we measure everything on these days. Um, and but like, they're the most successful team. I mean, if you were to tell me, or if you were to ask me, like, who do I think the best programs are, I would say, like, Kentucky's still a better program. I would say Duke, UNC, Kansas. I would say all of them are better programs than Villanova without even, like, thinking twice. Uh-huh. I mean, I'm not I'm not a big Villanova fan, so, I mean, I like the argument, but it's just the recent success that they've had, and I think it was their third or fourth Final Four now under Jay Wright. The, the stats don't lie. I mean, and he's doing it with a lot of, you know, not top-tier prospects. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, yeah, if you're the number one player in the country coming out of college, you're probably not going to Villanova. 
But maybe you should think about it. You never know. Uh, Is that where you'd go, Josh? I don't know. Probably you'd not. You'd go to JMU, right? I, I feel like I would go to Duke, honestly. You're an asshole. I like might that. go to Kentucky. I like Coach Cal a lot. Him and his clarion degree. Lots of wisdom in that degree. Got to go with the fellow alums out there in the world. Uh, He's not an alum. He transferred. He did transfer. But he was there there for a little while. He he wanted to keep playing. Once an eagle, always an eagle. Exactly. Always (laughs) an eagle for life. Fly, eagles, fly. (laughs) Moving on to the next bullet point. Uh, will this tourney end up being voided in about a decade or a half a decade from now? Do you think did, there's any foul play uh, going on? Did Villanova have any implications? Not yet. I don't think anybody's safe. Nobody's safe. But uh, if, like, Arizona or any of them would have won, then I think yes. But I don't think Villanova got really in trouble for anything. So I think they'll get to keep their title and it'll be fine. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to leave anything out. We're going to have to make some odds for it. Uh, take down some bets, be a bookie for the bad news for Villanova. Uh, but, you know, I, I wouldn't wouldn't rule it out, especially with Michigan. You know, they've kind of come out of nowhere in the last couple of years and built up Beeline is a great coach. He is a good coach, but, you know, all the success as of recently, might be something going on there. I don't know. With college sports and success, I just tend to always kind of look, you know, a little bit closer. Well, did you see the picture of Mo Wagner, uh, from like his freshman year till now, he like got pretty jacked. So yeah. maybe they're taking steroids. I don't trust anyone whose name is Wagner either. No, me neither. That it's just like sounds like he's from the Third Reich. But it also sounds like your name. My name is Wagner. I know, but doesn't he spell his W? It's the same way. Yeah. But he's Wagner. He is so not a liberal. Maybe you are also a Wagner, but you're just hiding. <laughs> I'm in the, I'm in the hiding because I'm in the states. Yes. This is my cover. It's not it's only a couple of, you know, different sounding uh phonetical terms. Mm-hmm. That's how I'm undercover. Uh so we talked about the tournament being voided. So now we're going to get into Ryan's bracket. We're going to have to tweet out a picture of this bracket uh, after the show. It's literally one of the just, worst brackets. Just to get in a world. yes no, is this the worst bracket of all time? So Ryan, why don't you Take us through your bracket and your mindset and what went wrong this year for you. Well, okay. So, I'd like to start off by blaming... The first problem is UNC. Okay. I believed in UNC. You let John tell you too I let, much. Yeah, I listened to John too much. And I also just didn't watch that much college basketball this year. But I did see UNC play, like, the most of any team. And every t- time I saw them play, they won. And I saw them play... Because didn't they beat Duke twice? Yep. So And I saw both of those games. So I was like, everybody always talks about how good Duke is. I've seen UNC beat them twice, so, like, I like Duke. And then I was uh, – I like Tom Izzo a lot. I'm just a fan of his. And I saw Michigan State play in the Big Ten tournament last year, and they were trash last year. So I don't know why I believe that they would make such a big turnaround and make it to the national championship this year. But – I just, I guess, I, I, yeah, I, be, I believed in... It was his last, last run. Yeah. And so, uh, obviously, no one saw Loyola, so, like, I don't have to defend that. Yeah. But, um, I would have had... Although, you were really anti-Loyola. I was, an- oh, yeah, I was anti-Loyola, so I did have to, like, eat that, but whatever. Um, Arizona, I was really high up on. Same. Um, Killed me. So, that, that was a devastating... I... 
I did just pick a couple like fun picks, like College of Charleston to the Sweet Sixteen. Like, you have there's going to be an upset somewhere. You just like, didn't hit them this exactly. Week. Like, there's going to be an upset somewhere. Like Loyola was it? Like, okay, cool. Like they got and like Syracuse. I can see how some people could have picked that just because like their zone is good, but I didn't. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> the. East bracket, I actually did pretty well in. I up until the end. How I had, far did you have UVA? I had UVA losing early. I didn't have them losing to UMBC, obviously, but I I had UVA losing in the second round. I think. Nice. So, some of them are worse than others, but just it's UNC and Arizona. <laughs> those ones really kill me. It's like two of my best two of my best teams lost like the second round, but. Whatever. You live to die another day. It's just like the the most irritating part about March Madness is like this is actually the first year I think like of all time that I picked the champion correctly. Mainly because like the first six years I did this bracket I picked Pitt to win every year. <laughs> so that screwed me over. But this is probably the first year but like I still didn't win any of my brackets and I I've only won a bracket once, I think. You know, and probably I'm 22, so I've probably been doing these I've never for like won money 12 either. years, and I've only won one time. And there's these people that just pick, you know, on bullshit, and they always end up beating you. And mm-hmm. you know, year after year, I'm just like, somehow I convince myself, and you know, this is the definition of insanity: doing something over and over again and expecting a different <laughs> result. So I'm, I'm insane. I'm, I'm freaking insane, Ryan. Every year, I just convince myself that you know I know what I'm doing this year. Everybody else is stupid. I'm gonna win. Yeah. And it just never happens. See, what I do is I convince myself that I don't care, but then slowly keep entering more and more brackets for more. I mean, not that not more brackets. I fill out one bracket. Do not mistake me. I fill out one bracket. All my brackets <laughs> have the same teams on them, so they're all guys. yeah. No, all my brackets were your tracks. Yeah, point. all of mine were just as terrible as the other one. I can one. hear the pitchforks. Yeah. Side. So They're don't get me wrong, but I do enter lots of like pools with different groups of people, yeah. and I just kept entering them with this bracket. And it's like, well, for someone who doesn't believe in their bracket, I'm sure just I could just spend this money on anything else. Like, no, <laughs> why I mean, am I doing this? This year, I would have saved forty dollars by not doing yeah. brackets. Yeah. And like, if you add that up over time, we're talking mm-hmm. hundreds of dollars. Mm-hmm. And, like, I, I was only in two pools this year, so, you know, thankfully, most years I'm in way more. Yeah. But, yeah, it's just, it's a, honestly a waste of money, and the problem will be next year at this time, we're probably going to be sitting down doing this, and we're all going to be talking about, like, we, we know what's going on, and I'm going to be excited about March Madness and about Selection Sunday and all this yada yada bull crap, and we're going to sit down in a month later, and we're going to do this again. It's like a, it's a vicious cycle. It's just we're like, chasing our it's tails. like we're, we're junkies. You know, we just can't get enough, you know? It's like we keep needing the needle, and every time we say we don't need it, you know, every year we do need it, and we do it anyways. Josh, can you hold this belt for me? <laughs> Hang on, I'm, I'm trying to hot knife over here. I haven't been able to find a good vein in months. <laughs> Man, that's a problem. Uh, all right, uh, so we're moving on from Ryan's worst bragging of all time. Check it out on Twitter. We'll put up a... No. A <laughs> We got to put it out. It's, it's all about engaging social media these days. Ryan's bracket's going to go viral. Uh, the last one we have, In Memoriam, 98 years on this planet, RIP Sister Jean. 
Uh, not dead in real life, but dead from the modern media. Now. We're not going to hear about her probably ever again because I know <laughs> Chicago makes a run like that or even no, we'll, a tournament. No, we'll hear about her when she dies. Well, yeah. They'll okay. have like a little nice montage on ESPN for her. a nice little montage. And in the ESPYs, she'll probably win like the Lifetime Achievement Award. And like they'll talk about her being really cocky and talking about how she was an international star and just kind of being a... A nuisance to the rest of the NCAA. Um, Who's more of a nuisance, Sister Jean or uh, Steph Curry's daughter? (laughs) (laughs) Riley. Could you imagine the two of them at a press conference? That would would, be the all-time worst-rated press conference. They would literally be climbing over each other to be closer to the camera. It would just be ridiculous (laughs) and, like... Obviously, Riley would win because, you know, she's a spry eight years old. And you got Sister Jean, who's 98, who had to get wheeled out before the <laughs> game ended because she didn't want to get trampled by the winning team. <laughs> so, so there's a lot of different ways to look at it. But like I said, I have a theory. Sister Jean has been drinking the Fountain of Youth, a.k.a. the Holy Water. Ooh. She's also been absorbing the souls of younger girls at Loyola. Taking their souls to get younger. The young nuns. Yeah, young nuns taking their souls to become younger. And she definitely made some sort of deal with the devil for this Loyola run because no one saw this coming. It probably shouldn't have happened. Uh, You know, there's a bunch of, you know, different stats that said, you know, how they were going to be this good of a team. I don't really care. I think if they ended up playing Virginia at the end, Virginia probably would have beat them. I think Cincinnati would have beat them. I don't remember who the three seed was in that region, but... Or Tennessee. I think Tennessee was a good team. Somehow they got knocked out. But I think that Sister Jean was doing a lot of things she shouldn't have. It may come out later on that she was doing devious things. Uh, But R.I.P. Sister Jean. Do you think uh, any, like, of the Me Too movement stuff will come through with Sister Jean, like, doing anything to the players? I don't know. Like, do you think she's a sexual deviant? It's hard to say. You know, she's, I don't trust her. I mean, she's, <laughs> she's she's definitely not safe now because she's under so much public scrutiny. She was okay when she was just a mid-major chaplain. Mm-hmm. Now she's a national celebrity. She has to be prepared from her tweets from 1978 to come out. If Twitter I, they think she doesn't then. Like, know what the internet is, probably. Yeah, that too. I, I will say, though, that the one thing she did, and it was a good thing she did it, but she did it way wrong, and she gave her likeness away for free. Yeah. To the university. She definitely just didn't... She, like, didn't have her hearing aid on or something when they asked her because... Hey, we're going to make t-shirts that are going to make, like, a lot of money. And they probably were just like, hey, Sister Jean, we're going to put your face on some t-shirts. And she's like, okay. Because a lot of old people don't even like if you were to, like... My mom won't let you put a picture of her, like, on the internet. Yeah, no. My grandfather yeah. told me growing up, like, if I take pictures, like, if you put this on Facebook, you're going to die. Yeah. Like, so, like, why is she giving away her likeness? Exactly. No, that's that's definitely a tale of Loyola swindling the old yeah. lady. Or maybe it's part of her master plan. Maybe mm-hmm. she'll get inside every room in America, kind of like iRobot, and the Ooh. t-shirts are going to take over, and then she'll be, like, a world dictator. Nice. A lot of different things that come out of this. Um... So moving on then from Sister Jean, because we could spend a long time spin zoning a 98-year-old nun woman, uh, but who's your favorite for 2019? Uh, I think Kentucky will actually have a lot of people returning for once, and so it'll be interesting to see if like John Calipari gets a chance to coach a team like for a whole year and see what they can do, because... 
they were playing well at the end of the season, um, and like winning the SEC tournament. So I think they're uh, always a team to watch, but one specifically for next year. Yeah, I like Kentucky. Uh, I'm going to go with Duke as well. Uh, you know, it's always pretty odds on, you know, to bet on Duke with Zion and another top recruiting class coming yeah. in. Although they are li- they're losing their assistant coach to Pitt. So we'll see yeah, how big a deal that will be. I haven't talked to you about that at all. I'm very excited. You should be so excited. I'm very pumped. I can't believe that of all the places, he could have gone anywhere mm-hmm. in the world. He could. He's been like... Groomed for this for years. He like over the past couple years, and for the next few years into the future, he could have literally picked any job that opened, and he picked Pitt, where like every player just transferred out and all their recruits backed out and stuff. Like I can't believe that at all. Yeah, I mean, I guess you guys got so lucky. He's uh, a good coach. Well, and the thing is, is like Pitt used to have you know a reputation for being a prestigious school, but after Jamie Dixon left, it kind of all turned around because. When we were in high school, there was like a four-year period where they were a three-seed like three times, mm-hmm. or a one-seed three times. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they were a really good team back when the Big East was the Big East. But, I, I mean, you know, obviously it was a good snag. I don't know why Pitt didn't make a better decision when they got rid of Dixon and they brought in Stallings. But either way, pretty pumped to be bringing him in. Um, I think there is something to be said to be able to go in and pretty much start from scratch something. Mm-hmm. Maybe you wanted to do something like that. Um, you know, he pretty much did the exact same thing at Oklahoma. He's a great recruiter, too, which is great for Pitt. At Oklahoma, he brought in Blake Griffin, and at Duke, he brought in, you know, numerous recruiting mm-hmm. classes. You know, obviously with Coach K, it's kind of easy to do that, but somebody's, you know, got to take the phone calls and make the trips. So, <clears throat> excuse me. So, either way, um, definitely pumped about Can that. Can you even click this pen? Can you what? Can you even click this pen? I mean, you could until John broke it. You need wow. to, like, I was clicking it with this pen. It was a two-pen system <laughs> to click one pen. That's what I was thinking. You need I, a pen to click the pen. I was about to unplug my mic to use the aux in it to <laughs> click the pen. <laughs> yeah, no, John broke it last week for some odd reason. He was getting fidgety. I, I always fidget with stuff when I do broadcast or podcast as yeah. well, so... I can't blame him too much. I've been trying to click it he this whole time. He needs to stop time. sucking on the pen. Yeah. You can't bring any pens around John and just <laughs> suck on him. All right, so those are our favorites for 2019. Uh, also, continue to watch out for Texas. I was really big on Texas this year. They kind of got me down a little bit, but Shaka, Shaka Horns. It might Did be a Bamba declare for the draft? I don't know. I, bet I don't well. think so. I think he, he will. didn't yet, but he probably will. But, yeah, Duke is a 5-1 to favorite to win next year, so there's that. Of course. The other teams, uh, Villanova is six to one, North Carolina twelve to one, Michigan State, Gonzaga, UVA fifteen to one. Why would anyone ever bet money on UVA? You know, like, I have no idea. I, we probably already talked about it, but just the fact that no one else saw this coming. Like I'm glad I'm from the Virginia area, so I've been able to see what they mm-hmm. are. There were so many people just around Friends. the nation that they just can't didn't know who points. UVA was. They were just like, oh, they're 32-2, and two, and they only give up 50 points a game. But guess what? They won all their games by five points, and they only score 58 points yeah. a game, guys. It's just all you need to do is, you know, run into a team that can just swap threes, you know? Mm-hmm. And, you know, if UVA's system would really work well if they were in the NBA and playing seven-game series. But yeah. in a one-and-done, they're not going to nope. win that way. It's never going to happen. So, moving on from that, uh, we have MLB overreactions, and we'll talk a little bit about Cooks to Los Angeles. 
Um, but our overreactions, Ryan has our overreactive awards predictions, and I have just general statements. We're going to both uh, and then World Series and disapprove, and we have the World Series as well. So I'll get us started. Uh, Otani, the Japanese wonder kid for the L.A. Angels, is going to be the next Babe Ruth playing both ways all season. Um, I don't know. But more importantly, I have him on my fantasy baseball team, so do I. and I'm very confused because I didn't do my fantasy draft. I auto drafted. I was not available yeah. during you it. You have the batter so or the pitcher. That's what I'm saying. I think I have both, <laughs> and I don't know if <laughs> I made. Up on yeah, I don't know if I double drafted like the two people, or if in my league, like just one person counts in both spots. I, I have the pitcher. It's like designated in mine. Like it oh, says okay. Otani, pitcher, Otani, batter. Yeah, because I think mine is like that too, but I, I have both. I actually need to get my app. I'm behind. So I'm in seventh place right now in the staff league, though, so that's fine. I'm doing okay. But I need to download an app so I can, because it's a daily thing. It's not a mm. weekly scoring thing, so I need to get that ironed out right yeah. away. Uh, so yes or no for Babe Ruth? Yes. You you on you on board with Tani? Yes. I agree too. I also, I've seen I like overreacting to seeing his like what was it like eight K game seven mm-hmm. Ks. We're not gonna do it, but if you guys are bored one day, look up Babe Ruth's pitching stats because they're actually really crazy good. Yeah, I mean the both stats you know on the mound and at bat were pretty crazy. I think Babe Ruth has like the best opening day ERA of any pitcher of like all time, like currently. Oh, not be like to this day. All right, next one on the agenda, we have Bryce Harper will hit 70 home runs. Not this year, but next year when he's with the Yankees, he will hit oh 70 God. home runs. Dude, if he actually ends up going to the Yankees and plays with Stanton and Judge. She's Stanton struck out like five times today. I guess he got booed, too. Yeah. So, very interesting uh, take there, but... I mean, how many does he have now? Four? He have four homers this year already? Bryce? I think he only has three. Three? I thought he hit two today. Oh, I didn't see what he did today. But either way, on pace for 70, and if you could look that up for me, the last yeah. guy to have 70 home runs, I don't know uh, who that would have been. Probably Bonds. Yeah, Bonds had 73. But 70 home runs for Bryce Harper? Meh, maybe. Uh, Anthony Rizzo, starting this year, 3 for 23, is going to bat under 240 on average this year. What do you think? No. He'll turn it around. It's Obviously, it's so early, and it's, these are overreactions, but I think... Rizzo will be fine. He's a good player. All right. Uh, we have the Yankees, and all of these are my takes, and I'm just going to Ryan to level me out pretty much. Right. This is what I wrote down. Uh, the Yankees will finish five-plus games ahead of Boston in the AL East pennant race. Five-plus five games. games over Boston. They're going to leave them no. in the dust. No. <laughs> that won't happen. It'll be tight. All right. Uh, staying in and the AL Don't East. you mean the O's over five games over Boston? And then oh, the Yankees. Yeah. The Yankees, the O's, the Jays, and then the Red Sox. Yeah. The Rays are pretty terrible, though. Yeah. Uh, but they have uh, Vlad's son. They do. They have Vlad Jr. So that's that dude important is important thing. Uh, the next one we have staying in the AL East, the Baltimore Orioles will lose 100 games. Turn it off, James. Turn it <laughs> off. Turn it off right now or hit the skip 15-second button three times. Yes. They're going to lose 100 games. I think they're 1-4 and four right They're now. pitching. I saw a tweet, and it was like three garbage Dude, cans. Gossman, bro. There was a lot of Gossman's people. really bad. Yeah, like there was a lot of people toward the end of last year that was just like, you know, Gossman's a pretty good pitcher. No. And like, yesterday, he just got shellacked. He's really bad. <laughs> He's actually bad. 
So, uh, very interesting there. I think that they'll be probably close. Yeah, James, the Orioles win the World Series. Nice. Congratulations. There you you go. can turn it back on. You, you, can have, <laughs> you can have either side of the tape for all I care after the first five games. Yeah. Um, did the Nationals win today? No. Did you see Are this? I think they're still playing, but we're losing. Oh, yeah, they're losing. I was just going to mention the two of our teams are both 4-0, and it's really pissing me off. <laughs> it's going to get so many Yenzers to yeah. jump ship and yeah. abandon the boycott. Yeah, don't worry. I have some things to say about that. Okay. Uh, going over now to the Angels. The Angels, this is finally the year they bring it all together, partially from Atani, but they're going to make the playoffs finally, and Mike Trout's going to play in October. What do you think? Uh, I, yeah, I think so. He deserves to play in October and have a chance for a World Series for his legacy as the worst marketed player of all time. <laughs> Just terrible. Maybe it's partially because he's from the Philly area. Or maybe, my only guess is he's just, like, boring as shit or, like, a closet racist or, like, homophobe or something. Like, he just has, like, some really bad, (laughs) like, like, personality flaw. He's, like, ultra right or ultra left. Yeah. And it would just polarize everyone. Yeah, like, I'm just saying he has just, like, a terrible personality flaw where nobody, or maybe he's, like, a a pervert or something, like. Or maybe he's just dumb. Yeah, maybe he's really maybe dumb. He's like no yeah, he's just like a like Paris Hilton or something <laughs> like that. Dumb. Like I don't know. There's so, there's got to be something wrong with him. Like, to, why isn't he in any commercials? Like, That's very interesting. He's a he's, he's not like he's really not an ugly anything. guy. He's like a subway commercial. Yeah, it's not like he's album. ugly or anything. Bryce Harper's in everything. I don't know what's wrong with him. I don't get it. Uh, tweeting to make you start hitting is a good remedy for a slump. Dexter Fowler went like 0 for 13 or 14 to start the week. He tweeted, I will get a hit, I will get a hit, I will get a hit. So he ran out of characters. The next day, he got a hit. Is that an effective way to beat a slump? Um, she believed so she could. Or no, she believed so she did. This That's is, Dexter Fowler. This is, yeah, well that, and like, this is a, this is a, Classic Thomas the Tank Engine philosophy. I think I can, I think I can, I think I can. Mm -hmm. If you just say it over and over again, you know, it's kind of just like me on the golf course where, you know, some shots I go up and I'm like, I'm going to crush this ball. And then other shots I'm like, no, it's not going to happen. No, not Most of the time it's just like, it's all in your head before Mm -hmm. it even starts. And I feel like golf and baseball are a lot like that. They're Mm -hmm. really big mental games. So maybe just tweeting out, you know... It was like 140 characters is how it used to be, and now it's double. Mm-hmm. So 280 characters worth nice of math. I can do it, I can do it. Eh, not not to brag. I know how to do addition. <laughs> uh, but anyways, I think it is a good remedy. Um, and now we get to the Pirates. Uh, after four wins, the Pirates will lose the next ten consecutive and get everybody back on the boycott. What do you think? No, the Pirates are going to win the World Series. I hope not. They're going to. I actually hope they do win, but I doubt it'll happen. Hey, look, there's a little bit of stain. From what? Oh, yeah. Just a little bit. But, uh, so that's our MLB overreactions. If the Pirates actually make the playoffs, it will just completely, like, I don't even know the words for it. It'll just completely defeat the purpose of what the Pirates are doing, and they'd be getting away with being assholes, basically. Yeah. That's what I want to happen. No, I don't want that to happen. I want, I want to us happen. to suck so bad that we run everyone out of town. All right. Uh, I'm ready to hear your awards. Okay. So, I'll start with... Let's start with the MVP. 
So uh, the NL MVP will be oh here's Braves Nats update ooh eleven five at the end of the sixth not good. Um, so the NL MVP will be Adam Eaton who is currently on pace. Red hot. Yep, he is on pace for four hundred and thirty two hits. That will be almost two hundred more hits than Ichiro Suzuki's record of two hundred sixty two. So uh, Adam Eaton is about to just have a very dominant season. He is on pace for 270 RBI. That is almost 100 more than the Hack Wilson record of 191 set in 1930 with the Cubs. Whoever Hack Wilson is. But I do know who Lou Gehrig is, and he was second most with 184. So Adam Eaton will uh, have almost 100 more than him. He's also on pace for 108 home runs. More than Barry Bonds, 73. So you're worried about Bryce hitting 70. Adam Eaton's worried about hitting 100. He's on pace for 100. Wow. Um, so what do you think? Adam Eaton for NL MVP, Josh? Well, it seems to fit the narrative from last year's uh, Nationals team where Daniel Murphy came out of nowhere and was pretty consistent and almost won himself an MVP. Mm-hmm. With Murphy on the shelf right now and Adam Eaton coming off the shelf, it's kind of just like maybe they transferred powers, you know. It's mm-hmm. kind of like the transfer of energy. I like it. Energy is neither gained nor lost. It's mm-hmm. just transferred. So, I mean, Adam Eaton, I really like it. You know, he's a really good player in Chicago with the White Sox. Um, he's been, you know, super hot to start the year. I have him on my fantasy team as well, so I've been reaping the rewards. Um, Same. But, yeah, I mean, I like what's going on. And, you know, I think my only other pick would be Nolan Arenado for the Rockies. And uh, right now it's a little too cold in Colorado to hit home runs. So mm-hmm. I'll go with Eaton. That's okay. And then um, uh, the <laughs> AL MVP Damn table. is uh, going to be a repeat of last year. Jose Altuve, I think, will take it. His uh, He's just picking up where he left off last year. I think the Astros will have another great year. So that uh, being on a good team will help his case. And I don't see him playing anywhere. Did you see him... Hitting that pitch that was like a mile outside, yeah. and the pitcher just like threw his hands up, like "What the hell? <laughs> like, how are you supposed to hit that?" Well, and it's fun. he's already batting four seventy six for the year, so I mean, yeah, barring a crazy slump, he's going to be over three hundred again this year. Um, I think the only other competition would be Mike Trout, um, maybe Mookie Betts. He had a crazier last year. I don't see him. Keeping that up, I think Carlos Correa could maybe give it a run, but he doesn't really have the power numbers. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I like that pick a lot. Jose Altuve is, you know, by far and away a top three batter in the league uh, up there with Mike Trout and Arenado. But when I'm trying to look down this list and find somebody to maybe compete with that. Um, May Machado hasn't been himself as of late. Um, you got Sinsu Chu batting 400. Gotta take a look at that. Robinson Cano at 500. Uh, Robinson Cano, that's kind of old. So, yeah. All right. Altuve. Stamp. All right. Now let's move on to Cy Young. Uh, We'll do the NL Cy Young first. Max. It's easy. He's going to come for it again. It'll be number three for Max Scherzer. He had a dominant first start, 10 strikeouts. Uh, opponents were batting 217 against him in that game. I can't remember who that series, who our opening series was against. And of course, they did not earn a run against him. How could they? He's really freaking good. What do you think, Josh? 
I think that mine is only hypothetical. Otherwise, it's either Kershaw or it's going to be Scherzer. But I think mm-hmm. that if Noah Syndergaard can put together a whole campaign, mm-hmm. he has he a real good, good shot. Um, you know, having a superhero nickname doesn't come out of nothing. Uh, he spent last year on the shelf with the Mets, but he has a real good chance of just being their complete ace. Him and Jacob DeGrom with a good one-two punch, uh, I think can be really special this year. And Syndergaard's just got that command that not a lot of tall pitchers have with mm-hmm. all that frame. So I think, you know, if he stays healthy, he can be in a three-man race with Scherzer and Kershaw. But completely hypothetical because he's super braille. Yeah. And then uh, I think Joshua really liked this one. Uh, my AL Cy Young winner will be Hugh from Houston. And he will be a former pirate. It's not going to be in Garrett Cole, Cole no. who is currently one of happen. the AL leaders in strikeouts. It's not going to happen. He has a 1.29 ERA, it's and he was gonna. basically unhittable in the first game. Uh, uh, I think they only had like two hits against him or something. I would argue that he's not even the best ex-pirate pitcher on the Houston. <laughs> Charlie Morton as well on that team who pitched the last four innings of the World Series victory for the Astros. Mm. But I think that my AL and or Cy Young would probably be Chris Sale as of right now. I also like Corey Kluber as always. <laughs> <laughs> I like both of those guys. Uh, Garrett Cole is a really good pitcher in spurts, which is mm. why he had a problem in Pittsburgh. He wanted to be paid ace money, but he never won over 15 games but one season with the Pirates. So, no, no on Garrett Cole. Nine, nine. Yes. The Wagner's coming out. Um, but, no, I'm going to go I'm gonna go with Justin Verlander. I'm going to go with another Houston pitcher. I'm just going to flip it 180 completely. Nice. Houston's pitching staff is really good. I know it you is. you got Dallas Keuchel, too. Man, they're going to be good. Makes, All right, I'm makes, ready for the next one. Makes me have hot nips. Mm. All right. Makes me want to be a Houston um, fan. Coach of the year. We'll start off with the AL Coach of the Year. I have uh, the White Sox, uh, Rick Renteria. I think the White Sox have a really young team this year, and they're off to a decent start. They're uh, two and one, and um, just they looked really good in their opening day game. Uh, opening day after their opening day game, Twitter was full of White Sox hot takes because they look so good. But uh, if if Renteria can coach this uh, young team, and they have four players batting over 300. I I like the White Sox. All right. Uh, I think the White Sox will make some improvement. Uh, Usually your manager of the year is the team with the most improvement, so I'm looking at the Seattle Mariners this year, getting D. Gordon and uh, having Robinson Cano having a real solid middle infield. So I'm looking at Scott Cervase, uh, former manager of the Texas Rangers, I think that Seattle maybe bounces into a wild card this year, 90-95 wins, and goes to Scott Cervase. That's my AL Manager of the Year. Nice. And uh, the NL Manager of the Year will be, uh, this will be his second win. Uh, He also won in 2013. Clint Hurdle with the Pirates, (laughs) who are undefeated to start the year. This is um, an overreaction day. Obviously, uh, if he can take the Pirates to being undefeated, 162-0, and which they are currently on pace for, he would easily take home manager of the year. God, I hate the Pirates, man. 
so annoying. Uh, well, it's 2018, so short answer, I'm going with Bruce Bochy since it's an even year uh, for the San Francisco nice. Giants. You, you know, it's hard to beat that math when they're always that good all the time. Um, and then I don't know the name of the Diamondbacks manager, but I like the Diamondbacks again this year as well. The D-backs. I don't know his name either. <laughs> Dad. His name is Diamondbacks manager one. His name is Robert Paulson. All right. So now moving on to our World Series picks. Oh, boy. Are you ready, Josh? <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. Should I pick the Pirates again? No. I'm just kidding. Don't. I'll pick the Pirates don't again. pick the Pirates. I like the Astros to make it again. I just don't see... I just don't know why I would pick against them. Because it's like they were, they were good enough to win last year, and then I feel like they got better. So... I like the Astros and the AL. And then the NL just is still very mysterious. I'm obviously not going to pick the Nationals because I have a brain and I know they can't (laughs) win a clutch game to save their life. Um, Philly's the city of champions now. So uh, maybe maybe I have to pick the Phillies even though they start off one and three and they are are settled into the basement of the NL East where they will sit for the rest of the year. They're going to stew. No, they compete think, with the Marlins down there. Yeah. I actually think the Braves won't be all that bad, honestly. It's pretty free. The Braves, I also think. Will I mean, they'll still be really soon. bad, but they're not going to be as bad as those two. But, yeah, the NL, I think, is pretty wide open. Uh, I think I said in a previous podcast that I like the Cardinals a lot. So, I think the Cardinals could, could represent from the NL. Well... You know, obviously, again, the easy answer is the Giants because it's an even year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the Dodgers are stacked again this season. Uh, but I'll go with the team in their same division. I'm going to go with the Colorado Rockies. Uh, they did a lot of good things last year. They have a really good lineup. I'm going to say Arenado again, along mm-hmm. with Charlie oh, Blackman. So um, they have a really solid lineup, good outfield. Um, a hungry city. It's been a while uh, mm-hmm. since the Rockies really done anything in baseball. And, uh, you know, Coors Park is just a nice place to go out there in the Mile High City, have a brew, and knock around some dingers. Are you only allowed to drink Coors there? I hope not. I hope not either, because that's disgusting. Coors the Banquet Beer. <laughs> it did not make it very far. Plug the beer bracket 2018. No. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to go with the Rockies, and in the AL, I'm going to go with the Yankees. I like what the Yankees got this year. Not only the offense, but Severino and Tanaka. Big fans of them. Tanaka. All right, that's all I wanted to do for baseball. All right, so we'll move on then to the gritty finish. For all of you that are probably listening to this, looking for the Masters preview, that will be airing tomorrow. So that will be coming out tomorrow night, Thursday morning, right about the time probably Tiger's teeing off. So Mm. we'll have our Tiger takes, and you'll have them nice and fresh and in the hopper. So we'll have them ready to go for you. So getting to Augusta, though, and we'll be doing this tomorrow as a repeat for anyone that we lost when we weren't talking uh, Masters. But Augusta has officially banned patrons from spreading the phrase dilly dilly on the national grounds. Uh. First off, I thought this was the United States of America. Second off, uh, Augusta plays by different rules, though. They they're yeah. like stuck in the old days out there. Yeah, and also the First Amendment exists. And I wonder if you could even wear Bud Light shirts. Yeah, and I just don't even understand why they care that much. People are definitely going to do it now because you're not supposed to. Yeah, and I also didn't know this. You're not allowed to have cell phones at yeah. the Masters. 
I don't even. I, that makes me not want to go. Honestly, I would go. I just wouldn't follow I don't think any I, rule. I don't think I would want to go. I would definitely have my phone. Oh yeah, they're not. Do we go take through your, metal detectors or some shit? Take your phone away. They don't go through metal detectors at a golf course. They're not going to do that. No. So just, just very dumb. I have an inkling that Augusta is probably partnered with either Miller or Coors. Mm-hmm. and something like that. So they That's definitely that. it. Yeah, I mean, with all the media attention it's going to be getting, and if you're paying to present the Masters, you mm-hmm. don't want to hear someone yell dilly-dilly after Tiger yeah. Woods rips one down the fairway. Well, guess what? Be better at marketing. Yep. Have a better marketing campaign. Yeah. I mean, Coors has a good marketing campaign. I just don't like their beer. Be better. I like Sam Elliott, and I like Make the whole a better water beer. going through the, the mountain. Yeah. But other than that, yeah, I mean, you could always just go back to the drawing board. Um, is Philly the current city of champions? Yes. Like, I don't know why. how you can say no. I just don't know. I mean, yeah, they, they won a Super Bowl and they won it, but does that make them the city of champions? Yes. Oh. Right now. Who else is the city of champions right now? That's a good point. I don't, I'm not going to mention the team I, that it could be. Because I feel city like the city... Be. No. Because I feel like the city <laughs> of champions is like a thing that changes all the time. Yeah. Like Boston was a city of champions like a couple years ago, but now Boston's dead because the Patriots well, I mean, the are dead. The only team winning is the Patriots, though. But the Patriots like, the are Bruins dead. haven't but won the in Bru- like eight years. But the, well, when the Bruins did win, the Red Sox did win, and the Celtics all did win. I'm talking about like that long yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah. That then they were the city of champions. But now, like with where there's no other city that's winning multiple championships, they've won two, and I imagine the Soul have probably won recently. So. Bon Jovi's the end. We'll give it to him. It's a yeah. big, big, big pool. Uh, I would say that if the Rockets win, they may be the city of champions because they have the Astros and the Rockets. Maybe even the Texans with Deshaun Watson. Mm-hmm. So Houston could make a big push. Um, or if the Steelers could win another Super Bowl. But one thing at a time. Um Staying in Houston, though, are the Rockets now the title favorites with all the Warrior injuries going on? That is a good question because the Rockets just put the hurt on. Uh, I'm not surprised on the, the Wizards. Wizards. No, I'm not surprised right either. Uh, I don't like John Wall's little hair things His right now. They need to be longer whatever, yeah. or something. Um, but yeah, the the Warriors can't get healthy. The Rockets have to be the favorite. But I think the Warriors will be healthy, and when it matters. Yeah, uh, I, I mean, it'll be a really interesting game. How silly do we sound? We should get a sound clip back when Chris Paul went to the Houston and we were, we're all like, bitching there's not about enough balls. There's not enough basketball. There's not enough balls. We sound like a couple of jackasses. Yeah, we are jackasses. And like, we obviously don't know anything. No. <laughs> so we, we get through that. Uh, Kenley Jansen, the um, reliever, the closer for the Dodgers, uh Blows a save in the 15-inning game, and he says, who cares, it's one game out of 162. How do you feel about that attitude? I couldn't agree more. I feel like more baseball games should just be thrown away whenever games, like, out of reach. Well, like, um, I mean, obviously his wasn't out of reach because he was a save opportunity. But, like, there's so many times where you do it that, and if you let that just, like, bother you, it looks like what? He probably plays like tonight, and he might have to go out and try to get a save tonight. If he's still thinking about blowing a save yesterday, like he's going to fuck up again. So you just got to just move on. And I, I like that that's his attitude. And I also like him as a closer as well. I have him on my fantasy team. Nice. All right, next one we have Purdue special teams coordinator has decided to resign and retire 
to franchise a Chick-fil-A restaurant? Good or bad business decision? Amazing business decision. I've said throughout my entire life that if I got any, like, surmountable sum of money that I could put towards anything, I would buy a franchise of something. I don't know what. I think, as of right now, my ideas are Jersey Mike's in Winchester. I think it would do really well. Or a Chick-fil-A in Stephen City. Those are my two big money makers. Chick-fil-A would clean up in Stephen City. I know. It I would mean, Chick-fil-A clean, would clean up anywhere. It cleans up anywhere, but it would clean house in Stephen City. Yeah. Everybody in Stephen City drives Chick-fil-A all the time. Yeah. I like that a lot. I think it's a great career decision. Mm-hmm. Although it may be a little boring. Um, the Astros... They run themselves. They do. And you know you're really doing well when you can just put aside a day of the week where you're just like, yeah, we don't need the money. Yeah. It's crazy. They're just closed on Sundays, and they don't need that cash. you imagine how much more money they would make? Uh, at least one-seventh more. At least. <laughs> one would think. Uh, the Astros have a little bit of trouble unveiling their pennant the other day. It took up to a minute to get the cloth down. Is that a bad omen for the Astros? It's only a bad omen because they should have just waited and hung up a back-to-back banner Ooh, after next year. Good point. <laughs> That's why, like, they should stop giving out, like, Super Bowl items until the year after. Because then, like, if you get a if you get a banner, you know, I'm just going to plug this because it may not be this way for very long. But my Penguins one has a five-time Stanley Cup champion one on it. And I just got it, like, a couple months ago. What if they win again? And then it doesn't matter anymore. It's out of date. Fuck your banner. They're probably not going to win this year. But I said that last year, so who knows. But um, how stoned has Joel and Bean been <laughs> since he broke his fucking face? Well, he, he like, literally said that he was high, so <laughs> I guess, like, pretty high. But, like, how high are we talking here? Like, high as a giraffe pussy. The like, famous Tyler Smith. Like, song. fuck a guy high? Yes. <laughs> like, I... Shout out to, uh, what's that movie called? It's the movie with all the food. Oh, yeah. I don't remember what it's called. <laughs> What know. is that movie called? Was Seth Rogen and the talking, uh, the talking? I know, food? yeah. I don't even remember, but yeah, he was sausage party, sausage party, <laughs> fuck a guy high. <laughs> That's how high Joel Embiid has been, and that actually rolls into my tweet of the week, which you know didn't get as much national attention as it probably should have. But we mentioned it early in the podcast, Connor Schlegel. Uh, he quoted the tweet of Joel Embiid saying, "Am I higher? These guys wet from three. And then Connor just simply replied, it's both JoJo. <laughs> <laughs> so that is my tweet of the week, uh, courtesy of Connor Schlegel. Okay. That shit made me die. So my tweet of the week uh, is from Governor Mike Huckabee. Oh, boy. He tweeted, this is like, this tweet is just, uh, just, just buckle up. Had a colonoscopy today. My doctor was actually Russian. Now that is what I call Russian meddling. They put me to sleep with the same stuff Michael Jackson, Michael Jackson spelled wrong, used. When I woke up, I moonwalked right out of the hospital. That's all one tweet. There's like two jokes that like are both bad and one of them's topical for now and one of them's topical for like 20 years ago. So Mike Huckabee. I, d- I don't understand that tweet at all. I feel like if you're just over the age of 50 and you're in politics, you just shouldn't have a Twitter at all. No, you should have what, one. What is the point but of But let your campaign manager that run That too, yeah. What like, they, like why, why would you even hire young people, you know? What are they, what are they there for? 
It should be there to run your Twitter. And he that tweet is still up, and it's been up for ten hours, and that's the only tweet that he's tweeted in the last ten hours. <laughs> like, well, I don't understand. I think he would do good to just tweet, "I like biscuits," <laughs> <laughs> and then like twenty four hours from now, just be like, "I still like biscuits." Yeah. He'd be totally off the hook, way mm-hmm. off the hot seat. Because I mean, who doesn't like biscuits? Everybody likes biscuits. Um, so we also have a. Another Fortnite uh, agenda to get through here today. So there were some random vibrations, Ryan, going into controllers for since the last update. And I kind of noticed it, and I didn't really think anything of it. But it turns out that the vibrations are Morse code for a cataclysmic event happening in the game on 4.18. The, uh, I forget what a, the uh, actual Morse code was, but it was like something... Uh, the grid where Tilted Towers is, the big town in uh, Fortnite, and then the date that would happen. So there's going to be a meteor that hits that was given away through Morse code. And this begs the question, is Fortnite the most clever video game company of all time? Because they're hitting all the right notes. I think that Fortnite is actually trying to warn us that we are all going to die on that day. Well, we already survived the, the Chinese space incident. Who do you believe more... The Chinese or Fortnite? Definitely Fortnite. I was convinced that a Chinese salad was just going to crash and hit me. Same. For a while. Because they were just like, well, it's it's not supposed to hit the U.S. And it's just like, but if it was, you wouldn't tell us. Well, see, my problem was I never heard how big this satellite <laughs> was. was. Massive, so dude. It was huge. Yeah, so I'm just saying, what if it was would have been like a thing where like when the asteroid hit the Gulf of Mexico and made the Gulf of Mexico and like killed the dinosaurs? What if it was that what if kind we were of thing? The dinosaurs? Yeah, I don't, that's an, I don't know. But it crashed somewhere between California and Hawaii. Yeah, odds were on the house money was on the ocean, obviously. Yeah, seventy five percent of the world. Come on, you got to be a betting man. Yeah, I was just kind of hoping it was going to land somewhere on Earth so I could see a crazy big crater. Yeah, uninhabited, obviously, mm-hmm. but you know, if it happens, it happens. Philly. Philly. <laughs> <laughs> Although we would probably have the ramifications all the way from here with a spaceship that big, honestly. That would be hype. Falling that fast. But anyways, Fortnite, really, really cool. Um, this is to unveil also. Uh, we're going to start. We have to vote as a group. But you know how Barstool does pizza reviews. Well, we're going to start doing some sort of food review within Frederick County. Nice. I'm thinking French fries, hamburgers, hot dogs, something like that. Something. So we got we're gonna expand the brand. Gritty Sports is moving into the consumer world. <laughs> we need Big announcement. Free food. Feel very good about the announcement. Uh, we'll be tweeting videos in the next few days of what we decide. Um, so soft pretzels. Ooh, I'm all about that. <laughs> we just go to Auntie Ants <laughs> every day. day. <laughs> just and like, we're it. just like, all right. So this is the Auntie Ants from Winchester. <laughs> and this is the Auntie Ants from Martinsburg. <laughs> I'd be okay with it. I love Auntie Ants. Uh, so so yeah, it's so, on a Wednesday. So stay tuned. I mean, if we do soft pretzels, obviously Wawa's going to end up winning <laughs> when we get down to it. Um, so we'll check that out. Uh, stay tuned with us in the future. Uh, two more things. The Pope declared that there was no hell and then took it back immediately. Did you see that headline? I did see that. So for a moment, we were all living in pretty much... A society without any repercussions. I killed 12 people. (laughs) (laughs) I made a reputable damage to my moral conscience. (laughs) And then, like, he was basically like, nah, just kidding, there is hell. 
Otherwise, people are going to start murdering each other. <laughs> like, I, I, I was listening to a comedy special the other day, uh, and it was super dark. It was just like, you know, there's the only reason I don't commit a lot of crimes is because, one, I think hell exists, and two, there are a lot of laws that put you in jail. Yeah. And I was just like, you know, I want to believe that if there weren't laws and if there was, wasn't hell that I wouldn't do bad things, but, like, there's no consequence, so why the hell not? Yeah. I would definitely probably, like, just take more things. I would steal a lot. I'd yeah. be a theft. And I would go places I shouldn't go. Like, I would just go. I would definitely places. travel down the HOV lane all the time. Yeah. <laughs> it would be really fun. All day. I would probably be some sort of a deviant as well. I would drive really fast. Yes. Uh, not on the road. Like, next to it. <laughs> like, ne- yeah. like, on the wrong side of the road or, like, in a field full of cattle? Like, in just, like, in the grass next to, like, the median. You would die, probably, yeah, quickly. probably. <laughs> and then you would not be a menace to society. I would definitely not pay for anything. Mm-mm. We would be in a world without gu- pay. We'd have guns. I would have guns. Yeah. I mean, if everyone else is going to have one, I'm going to have uh, last one we have, a group of boys dig up Ice Age bones t- from millions and millions of years ago, and these, you know, prepubescent boys have already accomplished more in their lives than I have in mine. I think they lied. You think they're just cattle bones or something? Yeah. Just a quick media grab? Yep. I just saw that, and, like, I the only thing I was thinking of was, like, wow, how do you get so lucky to just be playing in your backyard and discover these bones and be... How the hell are these kids more famous than I'll ever be? Be Have you ever seen the Beverly Hillbillies? Found oil in their backyard. That would be even better. It's all about the Benjamins. Mm -hmm. That's why we do this podcast. I I don't actually care about sports at all. Mm -hmm. I just want to be famous. I haven't watched any sports ever. Yeah. Sports. I'm one of those people that tweets, uh, what is this sports ball on TV whenever, (laughs) uh, like, I want to watch 60 Minutes, but the... Sunday night game hasn't ended yet. Yeah, I yell the, touchdown the at game. games. Yeah, I, was, like I think I'm funny. I crack myself <laughs> sometimes. But anyways, that'll do it for this edition of Gritty Sports. Uh, catch us tomorrow for our Masters preview with John Harrell. Uh, we'll be going through the Gritty finish. We'll have a couple more things to add, and uh, we'll talk about more in depth. We'll give ourselves a little bit more time to think about the Brandon Cooks trade. Spoiler alert, it was a bad trade. Thank you very much all for listening, and we'll catch you again tomorrow. Peace. Bye.